Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing 2021 to 2022. Okay, peeps, we are in a new year, officially two days. This weekend, I completely became a lazy bog, as we say where I came from, and I went to bed at nine my time because I was tired on New Year's Eve and I slept until they set off like hundreds of fireworks at 1201 I woke up and welcomed in the new year not because I was really planning on that simply because where I live they set off a lot of fireworks so anyway it was a it was a good way to ring in the new year and I went right back to bed as soon as the fireworks were done. I then slept in the next morning till about about eight o'clock, which for me is really sleeping in because I usually get up around anywhere from five forty five to six thirty ish. So that's sleeping in for me. I then just took a massive soak because I don't know, getting the old year off you seems like a really good idea. So took a soak, had a spa treatment with Korean face mask. If you haven't tried Korean face masks, you definitely should. I'm just saying they will make your day so much nicer. So anyway, that was kind of my morning with a bunch of lectures because I really like listening to alephbeta.org, which if you haven't checked out, it's really cool. Anyway, so Rabbi David Foreman is amazing for his ideas. It's so interesting to see where he goes with different subjects. So whether you are a believer in Judaism, Christianity, or not, you will find it very interesting. So anyway, listen to some amazing lectures by Rabbi Foreman. And then also was able to catch, I had been wanting to see a four-part documentary on C.S. Lewis's life for literally over two years but I had not actually taken the time to see it because C.S. Lewis is one of my favorite authors. I mean, you can't really go wrong with the guy who wrote The Chronicles of Narnia. I mean, honestly. So anyway, I decided to watch the four-part miniseries on C.S. Lewis's life, and then I took a nap. <laughs> I mean, it was a total, complete conk fest. I mean... I mean, conk is in, you just sleep and you relax. And so I just slept and relaxed and had a fabulous New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And that evening I taught some classes like I normally do. And then rolled into Sunday, which has been absolutely fantastic. Now, what did I learn from 2021? You know, I learned a lot in 2021. I think, you know, I was talking with a friend here today and we were discussing, you know, life from 2019 to 2022. And they were saying, you know, Anna, the one thing that we think is kind of interesting, both of us, is it doesn't really feel like the last two years were real. It feels like we kind of just woke up from you know, we went to bed in 2019, we woke up in 2022. The last two years were kind of a blur that's this fuzzy dream that doesn't seem real. Because we had the pandemic, we lost family, we lost friends, we had 
all kinds of things happen with everything that happened with the COVID. And it just doesn't seem real. And I think, you know, in many, many ways, that's true. I think that the pandemic has seemed surreal. The political situation, no matter where you live, has been rather polarizing. No matter whether you're, you're what, what party you're on or you're, you're with, it really doesn't matter. It has just been an incredibly unbelievable couple of years in so many different ways, in so many different layers. But the one thing I think in 2021, I learned several things. I learned that, you know, I had, a, I had, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I had one move in 2021. Yes, one move. That was good because the last few years have been crazy with moves, but only one move. But the one thing I learned with that one move is next time I move, it's going to be a lot different. I'm, I had a moving crew this time, but next time I'm getting a moving crew and I am going to have them haul stuff and it's not going to be up several stories like it was this time because that was an interesting endeavor. I also, but we got through the move, so that was good. It cost twice as much as I was expecting, but next time it's like, you know, I will know that for next time. And this time I had budgeted twice as much just in case, but you know, next time it will be a little different that way. So I learned that from the move. I also had this autumn the unpleasant experience of bed bug infestation that was a big lesson for 2021 in the fact that i had always been raised to think that if you had bed bugs it meant that you were dirty which didn't make any sense in my house because it's impeccably clean now i do have voldemort the closet but that's just untidy sometimes it's not dirty it's just I don't always have my clothes in categorized order like I normally do. I try, but some days it's better than others. So anyway, I had the experience of trying to deal with the insect infestation and the expenses from that. So that was an interesting experience. I learned that it has nothing to do with being dirty or clean in your abode. It has everything to do with high temperatures and ductwork systems, unfortunately. So, you know, learned that lesson. I also learned about diatomaceous being a fabulous invention. So yeah, that's good. So I learned about moving. I learned about insect infestations. I learned about how to unpack crates of stuff that had been shipped to me from a long way away and trying to find spots for it, spots for other people's things. It's like kind of an interesting thing there. So, I mean, I learned that kind of thing. Like, how do we decide what we, how do we decide how to deal with stuff that has been shipped in that we didn't have a spot for and we have to have a spot for getting it to somewhere else for someone else. So I learned about all those things. I also started college again. This will be my third time. I went back. I have my degree in interior design. I have a degrees in marketing and blogging and all that. And I decided to go back for my business degree because I thought, you know what? 
I have the time. I might as well learn something. And I was really worried about going back to college in my, I'm in my early 30s, but I'm like, you know, I'm not sure about doing this because I've been away from college for over four years and I don't know how this is going to go. And da, 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 da. should I really do this right now? And honestly, the first two weeks were really rocky. I will be the first to say because I had no idea how to use the platforms. I couldn't figure out when things were due. I missed a couple of due dates for a paper. That was not good. It made me go from an A student to an F student for like about a week. And then I was back up to being an A student. But anyway, I learned a lot with that process. I learned that it really isn't that big of a deal to go to school like half time. And my fears about getting bad grades were totally unfounded because I got like 95 and 96% on my, my classes and I'm getting ready for the, the, you know, the new year and all the classes with that. So I learned a lot. I also, this year, I tried dating. I think that was a, that was a good attempt. I mean, I feel like Sheldon, when he's with that bullet point going through all the the points of what you do for a thing and it's like that that was an interesting experience i learned i think the most out of that of everything this year because i think the thing is is i i considered dating because i didn't want to not be there for people in my life it's really important for me as a person to make sure that i am there for the people who i am supposed to be there for whether that's my friends whether that's my family whether that's people I have not even met that are in the future somewhere, because time really doesn't exist, so, yeah, anyway. So, I did try dating for reasons that most people wouldn't try dating. I mean, most people don't consider dating because they're worried they might not be there for someone who they're supposed to be there for. That's not really, I think, the impetus for most people's dating considerations. I found that out this year. So that was really good <laughs> because the thing that I've come to the conclusion on on that deal is I'm not against dating, but I think that if I do ever date someone, it won't be because I'm, how to say this, neither they nor I will be dating because we're looking to date. We will be dating because we both realize that we might be the person that we are supposed to be there for. And that's a very different scenario than what I came across during this last year. So that was good. I think overall, and the other thing that I realized is I was watching, I think it's, oh, what's it called? It was a new Indian film. I can't think of the name. I think it's called Sweet and Spicy or, or House of Spices, I don't remember. I will try to remember the name. I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, and, you know, I was just finishing up all that that little... And, you know, I really didn't have that many experiences dating because I only went out on a couple of dates. I mean, no, no offense, or with a couple of individuals and realized that was not going to work. Not at the same time, either. Separate individuals, separate times. Okay, so anyway... And one was a not date me, which I still haven't kind of wrapped my brain around that little foray. But anyway, you can check out my podcast on it. I did one. <laughs> but anyway, the thing that I realized is, you know, I'd just gotten through those couple of kind of negative experiences. And they weren't terribly bad. But, you know, 
you really don't want to sit there and I I have a very good job. I make very good income and I'm not looking to anybody in a relationship for financial security. I mean, that will never be a consideration for me because I wouldn't date someone for that. And I am also in the process of adopting children, which makes me rather unusual, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, you really don't want to go on and not date me and have someone else. Now, do you think the children will be a financial burden? That's really not a good question to ask Anna, like, ever, given my job security and also given the fact that I'm not looking for someone for financial security. I just don't want them to miss out on the life that we might make sure, I don't know, share. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. But it's like, that's really not a good thing to ask me. And then the other person was like, I don't know, three dates in, we're watching a nice movie on the existentialism of life, and they turn to me and say, can I touch your front? And I'm like, you know, I'm really glad you asked, because if you hadn't and had attempted that, you'd probably be on the floor with my full weight in your stomach area with my foot. <laughs> because, I don't know, that jerk reaction could have occurred. So I'm really glad they asked, but I'm also really glad that I casually showed them to the door and said I hope they have a nice life. So anyway, you know, that was not a good experience. But the thing that I learned from that, to, to turn the wagons around here, was I was sitting there watching, I think it's House of Spices. It's a new show that came out this year, and it's about basically two Indian families who have basically very opposing views of life, but how they share commonalities, they find out. One runs an Indian grocery store, the other is basically a family of what they would consider elite class of Indians that they don't really like socializing with people who run Indian grocery stores. I really cannot figure this one out, but anyway, it's a story. But I was watching it, I was going, you know, I really am quite happy being single. I don't have to worry about anyone cheating on anyone. I don't have to worry about, you know, all the things that can go wrong in a relationship or in a marriage. Now, I'm not saying that in the future, I might not be, I'm, I might end up married. I have no idea. But I think that the thing is, is I'm happy with my life the way it is. I really wouldn't change anything about my current circumstances with all the information I have now at all because I like my life. Now, if fate, if destiny puts others in my path and wants them to be a part of my life and they want to be a part of my life, then of course I will reevaluate it. But I'm going, you know, I don't think it's so much about missing out on anything. I mean, no offense, I'm like, that's not the reason I was considering dating anyway. I just didn't want to not be there for people. But I think that has been the biggest thing that I have learned this year is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm there for the people that I'm supposed to be there for. I'm there for my friends. I'm there for my family. I'm there for the people who cross my path, who I'm supposed to be there for. And I really don't think I need to spend too much time worrying about all the what-ifs of the universe. And I also think that for me, 
I'm probably one of the like 1% of the universe who I really don't enjoy the idea of dating. I think the main reason is, is because when I break it down for me, I don't like the idea of, how would I say this? I actually, I guess there's a term for people like me. I'm what they call demisexual. I really can't imagine having a romantic fling with someone who I barely know, which, you know, dating is kind of like a mini fling, if you will. It's like you, you're attempting to be romantic and it's like that really doesn't work for Anna because I'm not really particularly romantic. I mean, my idea of caring for someone is making sure that they have their cookies in the cupboard when they come to visit or their favorite food is prepared when they're here or, you know, little things like that. It's not like heart emojis or flowers or I actually loathe red roses. So, I mean, you know, all the things that people think are kind of romantic are really not honest thing. It's like my idea of a romantic relationship would be me asking someone, would you like to watch The Untamed with me? Which means that I think our relationship will last at least 50 episodes of 48 minute episodes. So, you know, it just really doesn't work with most people idea of romantic relationships and most people would not want to sit down and watch The Untamed for 50 episodes. It's just not their thing. And then we have Stargate, which if someone was in my life, they'd probably need to watch Stargate and there's way more than 50 episodes of that. So anyway, I learned a lot about what is not my type and also the fact that I am not most people's type and I am totally okay with that because I like who I am. I mean, I know that's a big digression to get there, but if there's one thing that I've learned this year, it's I wouldn't change a thing about me at all. I mean, yeah, there's sometimes when I wish I was a little less stubborn on certain issues, but I've gotten way better at that. I've gotten way better at hearing other people's sides than I used to be. And I also think that we should get to a point where we're really content with ourselves. And once we're there, it's like, we are really good, whether we're with somebody or whether we're not, because we know who we are and we're accepting of that part of us, all of it. And so I think that's one thing this year that I'm glad that I'm glad I'm me. If that's one thing that 2021 helped me with is I'm glad that I'm not dating and I'm so glad I'm me. <laughs> So, kind of a weird thing to be glad for, but, you know, that's what I'm glad for this year, or this past year. The other thing that I could not be more happy about this last year is, at the end of the year, the nonprofit that I work with, Collaboration Productions Incorporated, had its large event of the season, Collaboration Creative Convention. That convention had five times the streaming of our last year's convention online. We had two weekends of three days of panels with guests from seven time zones. It was crazy amazing peeps. If you haven't checked it out, you can go to our Facebook page, Collaboration Creative Convention at Facebook, 
it has all our streams on there except our DJ Hour had technical problems, so we're still working on that. We'll get that back up here in a little while. And we are re-releasing those streams on Twitch and also on our YouTube channel. So stay tuned for that. But that was like the grand finale of the year. And I have to say, it was so amazing to see people collaborate, to visit with one another, to meet fellow actors and artists who were across the world from them and also who were in their own town who they had never met. I think one of the most interesting things of the whole convention was having a couple of guests who they both ended up chatting along and finding out they had worked in the same town in Japan at the same time, but they never knew each other during that time. And now they live in the same town in Canada. So I'm going, it's kind of a small world how when people get to start visiting about their work and their lives, you find out that really the distance isn't there. It's such a small world. And I think that's one of the things that I like best about the convention is we're able to facilitate those kind of conversations. We're able to help people meet so they can then go on and create projects together. And that has been a delightful experience to be a part of. I mean, it's like one of the highlights of my year is like being a part of that convention and having the ability to help facilitate that is awesome. And then to round out the year, we also have our Asian adventure that we're working on, which you can go to Eventbrite and see it. It's going to be in 2023. Yeah, peeps, we're waiting one year, but we're getting the ball rolling because we are going to be heading to Japan and also to Thailand for two weeks in both places. We're going with a team of artists from all over the world, literally, who are going to be traveling together. It's going to be a docu-series that we're going to be streaming. And you can buy your ticket now. We have two different tickets on the um, Eventbrite. One is for if you want to be a producer and one is if you want to just come as a guest to watch the um, streams. But we're going to have um, guests from around the world go to Japan and go to Thailand. And we're also going to be having um, people join us who are from Japan and who are from Thailand, who are in the, the acting industry. And we also hope to get the Sakura Festival and we're doing a bunch of extreme sports. Now, Anna's not doing extreme sports. I will be helping with the cultural activities filming, but we are going to have paragliding. We're going to have scuba diving. We're going to have bouldering, all sorts of things that we're going to be discussing as well. So we're going to have a team that's doing extreme sports, a team that's kind of doing cultural activities in both Thailand and Japan. And it's going to be absolutely fabulous for four solid weeks of crazy awesome streams. So I would definitely get your ticket if you can now so that you reserve your spot. And again, that's going to be on eventbrite.com and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Check it at the round table. Bye.